Bibles don't feel bad. I didn't bring my Bible either. I brought my iPad, and my Bible's on it. Um, Acts chapter 2, verse uh, 42 through 47. And this is, what is today, February 10th, 11th, something like that? 9th, okay. Uh, February 9th, and we've had several Sundays so far, and every Sunday service, every message has been derived from this text so far. And so I'm not changing today. So we're going to read it. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold each other's property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Everybody gets really nervous whenever we read that verse. Again, I'm not going to ask you to bring the titles to your cars and the deeds to your houses, and we're not going to be selling those to give them away. But what we will do is when we find out that somebody among us is in need, we're going to make that need known, and then we're going to meet it together as a community. Because that's what we're called to do. That's what the early church did. And that's what I love about the River Church, because that's what we do. We hear about somebody with a need, and then the church comes together. Maybe I can't meet your need by myself. But me and Jeremy and um, John, maybe if we pool together our resources, it doesn't have to be money. Sometimes somebody needs um, some drywall fixed. Sometimes somebody needs some wiring run in their house, Jeremy. So we find out about each other's needs, and then we do what we can to meet them. Okay, I'm not going to ask you to sell your house. I just always feel like I have to throw that disclaimer in there. And they shared the money with those in need. People don't like sharing their money. It's not the American way. It's not. The American dream and Christianity, are, they're both going in opposite directions. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Acts 2, 42 through 47, the word of the Lord. Thank you, uh, Lord, for your word. Lord, I pray in these next few moments, God, as we look at it, God, that you would begin to do a work on the inside of us. God, I pray that you would continue uh, to mold us and to shape us in the image of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So if you've been here the last couple of weeks, and if you haven't, I encourage you last week, Pastor Walker did a, had, had a great message on prayer. Hopefully some of you have been implementing some of the, the things that we talked about. Uh, um, and if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, go to our Facebook page. You can also find us on um, podcast. Yeah, thank you. Find, us, uh, find our podcast, and you can download that and listen to it. Um, but last week we talked about prayer, and we've been talking about worship, and we've been talking about um, meeting one another's needs. Uh, this morning I want to focus in on the apostles' teaching. They dedicated themselves to the apostles' teaching. And to be honest with you, it's probably going to take us more than one week to cover the apostles' teaching, just because it is so vast. I mean, for pity's sake, the apostles wrote 27 books in the New Testament. It's a lot to cover. So I'm going to go back to the basics a little bit today. Basic uh, Christianity, basic apostle teaching. Um, and I think Walker said this either last week or uh, one of the other times that he was 
preaching without meeting under the name of Jesus or without meeting under the apostles' teaching. We are just another group. We're no different than any other group that would just get together on a Sunday and share a meal together, the Lord's Supper that we're going to do, and sit around and talk. Without meeting under the name of the Lord, Jesus said, uh, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. So the fact that we are gathered together today in and under the name of Jesus means that he's here among us in our midst. He said, I'm there. He's already here. So just because you might not be feeling goosebumps right now, or just because I might not be the most eloquent speaker, it doesn't change the fact that Jesus is here. Jesus is here because we're gathered in his name. And so, like I said, I want to get back to the basics. And the basis of the apostles' teaching is the Lord Jesus Christ. The basis of the apostles' teaching is the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to talk a little bit today about the Lord Jesus Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection, and his return. His life, his death, his resurrection, his return. Um, So the first thing about Jesus is that he came, right? He came as a baby, God with us, Emmanuel. And we just came through the Christmas season, and I spent a lot of time talking about that, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time here for the sake of time this morning. I was joking with Pat before church this morning and about how long I like to talk sometimes. He agreed with me <laughs> that I don't need a whole lot of material to fill time. So he told me if we hit 11.15, he's going to start pointing at his watch, which that's fine. I just won't look that direction. <laughs> he's going to be focused over here. Pat, you can point at your watch all day. But Jesus came, Emmanuel, God with us. We discussed that um, in great detail through the Advent season. We talked about how God came down, how Jesus is God, God in the flesh. If you want to know what God looks like, who do you look at? You look at Jesus. How would God respond to criticism? Look at Jesus. How would God respond to being persecuted? Look at Jesus. How would God respond to someone spitting in his face? Slapping his face. Look at Jesus. He turns the other cheek. We like to think of God as being like Thor or or Iron Man or, um, I don't know, these geeks up in the front row could probably tell me. Um, We like to think about God as, uh, who was the the bad guy in the the Avengers? Yeah, thank you. Thanos, Thanos, yeah. That's how we like to think about God. It's like, if anybody messes with him, you know, go ahead and make my day, you know, Dirty Harry. But that's not God. Because when God had the opportunity to do that, he didn't. When God had the opportunity to avenge himself, he said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So he came. I don't know. I probably jumped way ahead of myself. He came. That's the first point. Jesus came. God came down. And again, we could talk a long time about that, but we we spent Christmas doing, Christmas season doing that. Uh, Number two, he died. Jesus Christ went to the cross. Jesus Christ was um, sentenced to death. Jesus Christ was sentenced to death. 
and he died. And he died, and in his death comes the forgiveness of our sins. And, and, and we had our couples group this past Wednesday. I told Derek I wasn't going to give him credit, but I guess I will. Uh, and we were talking about uh, sin and how we have, a, we have a wrong idea about what sin is. When I say the word sin to you, what comes to your mind? Don't tell me because that'll take all day. But when I say the word sin to you, what do you picture? You know, uh, Las Vegas, Sin City, right? You know, uh, you know, you think about these evil things. The definition of sin is simply missing the mark. Sin is there's a target out there and I miss the mark. Well, what's the mark? Jesus is the mark. The mark for your life is Jesus. Philippians 2, 1 through 5, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Man, that hurts. Or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. I could just read that over and over and over for, put that on a loop for all of us, and we still probably wouldn't get it. Value others above yourselves. That's hard to do. That's not, that's anti-culture. That's, that's, that's totally against what is going on in the world today, right? To value someone else above yourself. All right, that's not even my message. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Man, that hurts too. In our relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality, equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross, Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. That's Philippians 2, 6 through 11. Remember that every knee should bow. I'm going to bring that up later. So just mark that. But, but back to the sin, and I just want to talk, talk a little bit about, about sin. The mark is Jesus. Paul tells us, have the mind of Christ. The mark is Jesus. That's who we're to emulate. That's who we're to follow. And so in our lives, when we miss that mark, that's where we sin. If Jesus says, love your neighbor, and I'm out Boy, don't say that. Um, you're in church, Bradley, still. If I'm out scooping snow, there we go. If I, if I scoop my snow into my neighbor's driveway, I've missed the mark. Because I'm not being very kind to my neighbor. Right? We had a neighbor for a little while who, when their dog would go out and do its business, would scoop it and throw it into our front yard. And we didn't have a dog. And so I'd be mowing my grass Next thing I know, I'm walking in the house, and what is that? And all over my shoes. And then I caught him one time, saw him out the window doing that very thing. And maybe I missed the mark on how I should have responded that. 
situation. I may have missed the mark. And I'm telling you that I did. The mark is the life of Christ. Is this sin? Is that sin? Look at Jesus' life. Do what Jesus did. Treat people in a way that Jesus treated people. Jesus is the mark. It's called, I was talking to Walker about this the other day, it's called Christianity, not Bradleyanity or Walkerianity or Sharonanity or Christianity. Thank goodness it's not called that. <laughs> Kidding. It's Christianity. Jesus is the mark, Jesus is the example, Jesus is the bar. Jesus is the mark that we are to aim to. Do you remember when Peter was sinking? When did, he, when did Jesus start sinking? When he took his eyes off Jesus, right? That's when you're going to get in trouble. When you start looking to politicians to be your um, saviors. When you start looking to sports heroes to be your saviors. And trust me, I'm, this is one of the happiest weeks of my life. I'm a Chiefs fan. After what Patrick LeVon Mahomes II did... In the Super Bowl, this is, this is a great week. But Patrick Mahomes is not my savior. He's not who I look to. to he's not my moral compass. Your favorite politician should not be your moral compass. And if you have a favorite politician right now, I'm sorry. I'm sorry how your life is going. Don't get political. I'm not going to get political. <laughs> Jesus is king. Yes. Anybody who says anything other than that is wrong. Jesus' way of living is the way to live. No matter who stands up and says, I don't agree with that, Jesus' way is the way. <sighs> okay. I didn't mean, that. didn't mean to talk about politics. But... Jesus is the mark. Jesus is our example. Not somebody else. Not a pastor even. Don't look to, to Pastor Sharon or to Pastor Walker and for pity's sake, don't look to me. I mean, yes, Paul did say, follow me as I follow Christ. But if you see an area in my life where I'm missing the mark, don't take that as an excuse for you. You follow Jesus. Jesus' example. Because whether you understand this or not, we are all imperfect. We, we all fall short. We all do stupid stuff. We all miss the mark. Follow me around for a day, and you'll see miss, me missing the mark a lot. The mark is Jesus, not me, not you. And sin is missing the mark. C.S. Lewis said that the goal of Christianity is to make a bunch of Jesus lookalikes. A bunch of Jesus lookalikes. Maybe not in appearance, but how we, how we act. How we treat people. Model your life after him. Jesus did not sin. Scripture tells us that Jesus lived a life free from sin. Well, how, do, how am I supposed to know how Jesus lived? There's a lot of it written down. And you can read it for yourself. It's in the New Testament. If you have a Bible, open it up and it's to the right. That's how you can know. Look into the scriptures. Okay. 
All right, so Jesus died. I didn't talk a lot about his death. For some reason, I talked a lot more about sin. Um, but Jesus did die. He physically died. He was condemned to death, falsely accused, condemned to death. But Jesus rose. Jesus rose from the dead. Amen. Going back to the Chiefs a little bit. The Chiefs were 12-4 and four this year. That's a pretty good record. It earned them the number two seed in the AFC. I think the Baltimore Ravens just lost two games, right? 14-2. and two. That's a pretty good record. Death was undefeated. Death was undefeated. Herm, uh, Hermist. Ernest Hemingway famously said, if you tell any story long enough, it ends in death. You tell any story, no matter what story you want to tell, no matter how good it is, Cinderella's story, well, eventually they got old and died. The story of Abraham Lincoln, well, he eventually died. Whatever story you want to tell, it eventually ends in death, except one. Except one. Now death stands eight trillion to one. But that one defeat is going to resurrect this body someday. That one defeat is going to resurrect your body someday. Because Jesus conquered death, we don't have to fear death. And he will walk through death with us and bring us out on the other side. And then someday we will rise as he rose. Oh, glory, hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Jesus died, but he rose. Romans 8.35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We face death all day long. Death still is allowed to speak in 2020. Even though 2,000 years ago, Jesus defeated death, in 2020, death is still allowed to speak. But death does not get the last word. We face death all day long. But death doesn't get the last word. Because if that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, it will quicken your mortal body, is what the scripture tells us. For your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither uh, the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. Nothing. Nothing that you do, nothing that is done to you can separate you from the love of Jesus. And just as he rose, we will someday rise. Jesus rose from the dead. Okay. So he died. He came. He died. He rose. Man, I went through those three points really fast. You guys should be so excited. He's coming back. I was reading the Apostles' Creed uh, either yesterday or the day before, because we're talking about the, the, uh, the Apostles' teaching, and, and the Apostles' Creed was derived from... Uh, the teachings of the apostles. A lot of people don't like to say the Apostles' Creed, but they'll say all kinds of other stuff. The Apostles' Creed, the church has been saying at least since 300 um, A.D. We won't say the Apostles' Creed, but we'll say a pledge that was made up in the 50s. 
And I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes or make anybody mad. I'm just saying. Something that was the church decided on 300 AD, maybe we could give it a little bit of importance. It said he will, it says in the Apostles' Creed, he will come again to judge. Did you catch that? He's going to judge. Not you. Not you. You don't get to. You know what you're called to do? You know what you get to do? You get to be a witness. You're called to be a witness. Jesus said you, Jesus didn't say uh, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be judges. He didn't say that, did he? He said, you will be witnesses. You know, when Jesus came, he didn't write a book. Why didn't he write a book? He knew it was important that we heard what Mark had to say. He knew we needed to hear what Matthew had to say. He knew that Luke's voice needed to be heard. He knew that John's voice needed to be heard. And their witness changed the world. The witness of another human about Christ, changed the world. Acts 7 uh, says, who are these guys that have turned the world upside down? They turned their world upside down. And guess what? Your voice needs to be heard. Your voice needs to be heard. You need to witness about the goodness and the love of Jesus. In your circle of friends, in your circle of influence. A lot of people won't listen to uh, 2,000-year old manuscripts, or read 2,000-year-old manuscripts, but they'll listen to how God changed you. They'll listen to the love that you have been shown. They'll listen to your experience. My great uncle, uh, John Garlock, used to say, you are the number one expert in the world on your life. You're the number one expert on your experience. So who better to tell about what God did for you than you. You will be witnesses. You don't get to judge. I'm sorry, man. I'm hurting a lot of your feelings because that's what we like to do the most. Man, we love to judge. Don't we as Christians? Did you hear what they said? Did you see their posts on Facebook? Did you see their Twitter post? Did you see who they're following on Instagram or Shuttle, huffle, or I don't know. I made that up, but you know what? We'll get with the tech guys. We're going to start our own uh, social media account. It's going to be called Shuttle, Huffle. <laughs> We're going to make a lot of money. Write it down. Somebody write that down. <laughs> we judge one another. We look at one another, and we judge one another. We become so good at judging people's behavior, people's actions. And we want to be the judge, but I know what's right. I know, I'm the moral authority here. <coughs> no, you're not. And Christ is. <clears throat> We're called to be witnesses to the grace and the goodness of God. It is, it's important what you have to say about God. The world needs your voice too. Don't be silent. Sometimes we only open our mouth when it's time to judge. Right? Sometimes the only uh, uh, opinions we come up with are when it's judging time. Sometimes we're silent about everything else. But then when, it's, when it comes time to ridicule or to judge or to mock or to make fun of somebody, we can jump right in with that. That's not the mind of Christ. 
Christ is the one who's going to judge. And his judgment, I don't know what you think about his judgment or what it's going to look like, but it is going to be more than you could even ask or think. His ways are not our ways. His ways are above our ways. And, and what, what are human ways? Punishment for what's deserved. You, you know, his ways are higher than our ways. <clears throat> Jesus is coming back. Not Clint Eastwood and not Braveheart, but Jesus. Some of us have this idea of Jesus coming in on a white horse, on a white horse with a sword and just chopping people's heads off. In Acts 1, the angel says, why stand ye here gazing? The same Jesus that left is coming back. And the Jesus that was here the first time was a Jesus who loved his enemies. Was a Jesus who prayed for his enemies. Was a Jesus who destroyed his enemies by making them his friends. That's how Jesus judges. Every knee's going to bow, but it's not going to be at gunpoint. It's not going to be like in Superman 2 when he says, kneel before Zod. And Superman kneels. The sword comes out of his mouth and it slays his enemies. We were all the enemies of God and we've all been slain by the sword out of his mouth. It's his words. The centurion who stabbed him in the side and, took his, and was taking his life, when he heard Jesus say, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing, he fell to his knees and confessed. Every knee's going to bow. Every tongue will confess. But it will be because they are slain by the sword out of his mouth. Not by bloodshed. The same Jesus that went is coming back. Look in your Gospels. Look at that Jesus. Look at that Jesus. That was Acts 1, 10, and 11, if you were wondering. I'll read it just so you know I'm not making it up. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. That's the Jesus that's coming back. Not Braveheart and Dirty Harry. I've heard, I've heard people say it, and I've said, you know, he came as a babe, but when he comes back again, he's coming back to rule and to reign, and he is coming back to rule and to reign. But it's the same Jesus. He's not coming back as a different personality. I think a lot of us think, okay, we read the Old Testament, and then Jesus came, and he had to be nice for some reason while he was here, but now that he's back up there, look out. No, the same Jesus. What does God look like? We see it in Jesus. We see it in the face of Jesus. He turns the other cheek when he's struck. And in so much as you can't imagine yourself doing that, then you need to be changed and transformed. I'm going to be honest with you. If Isaac walked up here right now and slapped me in the face, I might miss the mark. (laughs) But it is in, in that response, I know that I am not like Jesus. It is in that response. If somebody cusses me out or cuts me off in traffic and I lay on the horn and get in front of them and hit the brakes, 
It is in that response that I know I'm not like Jesus. I mean, don't just laugh at my missing the mark. Think about how ways you might miss the mark. We all miss the mark. We are to be like him. That's, that's, my, that's my whole point. That's what I want you to walk out of here with this morning, is knowing that the mark of a Christian is not the bumper sticker on your car. It is not the voting booth. It's not... I don't know, how, how do we, it's not, it's not your uh, church membership card. It's do you live a life like Jesus lived? That's the mark of a Christian. And in so much as we can't say yes to that, we know that we have not arrived. And I believe I'm looking at a room full of people that are still striving, right? And if there was a mirror in front of me, I'd know I'd be looking at someone who falls way short and is still striving. We are called to live like him. We are called to live like him. And he is coming back. And he will judge. We don't get to. And what his judgment looks like is up to him. He will judge. We don't get to. You're called to be a witness. You're called to love. Even your enemies. Even your enemies. There's been a lot of talk this week about the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus said it, and he meant it. Jesus said, you have heard it said, love your neighbor, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And that's hard stuff. I know we talk about that a lot here. We talk about it a lot because none of us can seem to get it. But that's hard stuff. Pray for your enemies, love your enemies, Pray for them who do bad things to you. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to do that. That's what makes Christians different. That's what makes us different. If we just, take, if we just come to church and we say, you know what, I've got to figure it out pretty much how to live a pretty good life. Jesus, if you just punch my ticket to heaven and then I'll continue to take care of things down here, I've got a pretty good handle on it. That's what we do. And we say a 30-second prayer, Lord, forgive me my sins coming to my heart. And then we go and live our life however we want to live it. And we check back in with Jesus every once in a while. Is my ticket still good? I still got my ticket to heaven. Okay, let me say my prayer one more time. Make sure we're good. Okay, back out the door living the way I want to live. That's not Christianity. That's not being a follower of Jesus. But we've been sold that bill of goods by the Western church. That is not following Jesus. That is not discipleship. Discipleship is not a 30-second prayer and then go live how you want. Discipleship is... Jesus never led anybody in a sinner's prayer, not one time. You won't find it in your Bible. Yes, I believe that a sinner's prayer is a great place to start your journey. But he said, follow me. Follow me. Follow in my footsteps. Live as I lived. That's the call to be a Christian. That's the call. And that's a hard call. That's a hard call, but that's what we're called to. And that's what the apostles teached. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking more at the apostles' teaching and what they teach. But I had to start it with Jesus. I had to start with Jesus because that is the basis of his teaching. Amen? That was the basis of their teaching, was that there is a new way of living. 
There's this new way of living. That's what the apostles taught. There's this new way of living, and it's the Jesus way. And then they demonstrated it in the way they lived in Acts 2, 42 through 47. And that's the goal for us at the River Church, to live our lives in such a way. Amen? Amen. Amen. God is good. We're called to be witnesses. So those are my points. I'll just give them to you one more time. Jesus came. Jesus died. He rose. He's coming back to judge. We're called to be witnesses. Um, And it's not just with our mouths. It's not just with what we say, but it's how we live our lives. When I when I was in college, I worked at Wendy's Old Fashioned Hamburgers at 1601 North Belt. And we had a lady that would come in every morning, and she would come in, and she would order something, and then she'd come back up, and she would complain that the coffee was cold, and then she would try to get free food out of us, and was just really mean, and like nobody, nobody really liked her the way she acted when she came up. But then... When she was leaving, every time she'd come back up and say, you all have a very blessed day. Jesus Christ loves you. And then she'd walk out. Well, as she would walk, she'd get out the door, and then everybody she had just treated really badly, not me, of course, would start cursing at her and, would, and then would mock the things that she said. It's not just what you say with your mouth. It's how you live your life. It's how you treat other people. To be a witness is not just what comes out of here, but it's, it's, it's all of you. It's how you treat people. All right. I was just going through back, back through my points, and then I talked more. He came, he's coming back to judge. We don't get to judge. We're witnesses. And the same Jesus that left is the same Jesus that's coming back, Amen. and he will destroy his enemies with the words that come out of his mouth by making them friends. Jesus became irresistible to that centurion. He could not, I mean, this guy had just participated in the de- his death, but yet he still bows and still confesses that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. The ba-